Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Beloved, thou dost faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. 3 John chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Scripture tells us that fleshly men think of success in the context of being seen as a leader of many, someone looked up to as a master over others, or a celebrity, someone who exercises authority and control and is served by those who are under them. Yet Jesus said that this was actually the evil ways of the heathen, and would not be so with those who followed him. His followers would be ministers, which literally means by translation, servants. We read the words of Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 23, verse 11, where he says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself, it is he that shall be exalted. Jesus himself taught by example and expects us to do the same. To love, to protect, to teach with all due diligence, to pursue, to fight for, to mother and to father. And true fathers are selfless servants of the family. They sacrifice and fight for the welfare of their children. They take the time to teach and to disciple them, and they never give up on their assignment. This is what we are all called to be as true Christians and followers of Jesus. In our opening passage, John commends these believers for the love and compassion that they show towards others, for the tender way that they care and tend to their sisters, and brothers, for the way they serve one another. He then tells them that they do well by doing this and are commended by heaven if they continue to raise up others in the Lord and help them to stay the course in devotion, determination, and selflessness. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, at the Great Commission, Jesus himself comes and speaks this. He says, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always as you do this, even unto the end of the age. Amen. This my friend, is what being a minister really is. 
when the great commission was given, God did not tell them to go and to get church members or to find good tithers or to gather lots of followers. He said, go and make disciples. We are called to raise up and to establish others on their journey of faith to take the time to teach and to guide and to instruct in righteousness in loving kindness with the diligence of a parent a true leader in god's eyes is not one who is served and obeyed by the masses he is one who is a servant to the masses even when it is thankless like it often is for a parent and even when he is despised and rejected, like it was for Jesus. Jesus himself counted his earthly ministry a success, not in the masses, but in his faithfulness to complete his assignments, to stick it out, to establish the ones that God had given him. Yes, he spoke to the multitudes, but he only discipled a few teaching, correcting, retrieving, protecting, pruning, molding the character, building the fruitfulness and the faith of those few followers. This was his mission, and he counted his work on this earth a success in that he kept them. He established them on their journey. He brought them up so that they could then in turn do the same for others. Paul also was no different, spending several sacrificial years at each location until spiritual children were established, disciples raised up, and churches planted. In John chapter 17, verse 12, we read this, the words of Jesus in his prayer to the Father. He says, And I, Jesus, when I was with them, speaking of his disciples in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept. And none of them is lost, except for the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now come I unto thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I truly believe this, my friend, that the failure of the modern church is that instead of being the humble difference, it has for the most part only justified its selfishness. It has adopted the concepts of the pagans that it was meant to influence. Many among it desire to be worshipped. They are selfish, envious, controlling, jealous, hard-hearted, contentious, covetous, compassionless, prideful, and desirous of vainglory. They may not even realize it, but they are listening to the wrong spirits. They encourage their dysfunction with self-righteous judgments, not spoken to them from the heart of Jesus, but rather from their own ambitions and from demons. Oh, be careful how you see yourself, because the least will be the greatest, but those who think they are always right and others always wrong or lower than them, it is they that will be abased. Because that is not how disciples are made. In 
Jesus will not endorse this being done in his name. But rather, this is how we are to approach men. This is what we ought to teach them. This is how we are entrusted, tend to maintain and bring forward our assignments on their journeys. This is how we bear much fruit and through it glorify the Father, which is in heaven. This is how we continue to abide in the teachings of Jesus. This is how we love the brethren. This is how we tend to their needs. This is how we bring them into the family. This is how we seek after the least of these. This is how God is pleased. What is this that I am speaking of? It is the instructions given to us in Matthew chapter 20, starting in verse 20, when we read this encounter between the disciples and Jesus. It says, And then came to him, speaking of Jesus, the mother of Zebedee's children, with her sons. And she worshipped Jesus and desired a thing of him. And he said unto her, What is it that thou desirest? And she said unto him, Grant that these two my sons may sit, one on thy right hand and the other on thy left, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and to be baptized with the same baptism that I will be baptized with? They replied unto Jesus, We are able. And he saith unto them, Yes, you will indeed drink of my cup, and you will be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit at my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. And when the other ten disciples heard of this, they were moved with indignation. In other words, they became angry and full of jealousy and envy and hatred towards these two young men. But Jesus called them all unto him and said unto them, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles, they exercise dominion over those that are under them. And they that are great among them exercise authority upon others. But it shall not be so among you, my followers. But rather, whosoever is greatest among you, let him be your minister. Again, that word by translation literally means your servant. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. O Lord, help us to have the heart of Christ, this great heart of humility. You know, sometimes I think we get so busy trying to do everything that we're not very fruitful in anything. Take some time today to sit and seek the Lord and say, Lord, what am I here for? I can tell you partly that according to scripture, we're here to worship him. So let it start there. We're here to believe what he tells us. 
but don't always trust what comes in the quick. I'm always reminded of the story of Elijah when he ran to the cave and then he sought the Lord for a word and then storms came and winds came and fires came and there were great mighty manifestations that came in the quick but it says continually the Lord was not in it and then finally after all of this clutter had passed it says a still small voice came and it spoke to him clear instruction simple and true something to do an assignment he sent him to get Elijah and to raise him up to walk in his mantle and character. You see, when the scripture tells us that Elisha asked Elijah for a double portion of his spirit, we think that means anointing, but in actuality, spirit was always synonymous with character. That's the reason that Elijah responded that this is a difficult thing that you're asking, because let me tell you something, my friend, character is built. Through your times in the wilderness, your trials and tribulations, the seasons of faithfulness that you stand before Christ with. But more than all of that, it comes by the power of the Holy Spirit because we don't want our own character. We want the character of Jesus. We have to surrender, submit, be led, believe every word that he said. And ask him for it. He said, out of my belly flows rivers of living water. And if you ask, you shall receive. So today, Lord, we come before you humbly, and before we try to take on any assignments, then we first come to you and ask to be filled with your Spirit. The very breath of God, the Ruach, the wind that blows through the trees, as Jesus told Nicodemus, you don't know where it's coming from, and you may not know where it's going, but you can see the way it moves the leaves on the trees. You see throughout Scripture, trees were representative of men. When the blind man got his sight again, he said, I see men as trees walking. Jesus said that the righteous are like trees planted by living water, but a man who trusteth in the arm of the flesh is like a tree in the desert that won't survive the droughts and storms that are coming. He says that we either produce good or bad fruit. So when it talks about the wind of the Holy Spirit moving the trees, he's saying that for those who don't have eyes to see the things of the kingdom of God, they can see the way the Holy Spirit is moving you, the tree. That's how you're truly going to affect your assignments. More than in any sign, wonder, or miracle, though those things are great and mighty and they do follow after those who believe, they need to see you following the leading of the Holy Spirit daily. The way that it moves you in every situation, in the storms and in the calm, when it seems like it's not moving at all, when it seems like you're going to be broken by the force of it. We don't always know the end from the beginning, but God does. But we are called to put on the armor of God and stand in the position and commission that we have been given and allow ourselves to be moved by the Holy Spirit. Yes, for our own strengthening and growth and preparation for our purpose in God's eternal kingdom, but more so than that, so that others who have not yet been born again and given the spiritual sight that you have been given, can see it. Help us to lead the assignments that we've been given as we follow the leading of your Holy Spirit. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. 
To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.